Welcome to another edition of our Four Questions Journalist Spotlight. We are talking today with Colin Kelly, who is the editor of Atlanta In-Town Newspaper. Good afternoon, Colin. Thanks for taking time. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're able to make it. Uh, I've been uh, meeting to kind of catch up with you a little bit, so this I'm glad we were able to to find the time. So, well, let's let's jump right in. So, so you are the editor of Atlanta In Town. Yes. And uh, I know you are part of a, a larger newspaper group. So, give us a little background about kind of where the newspaper came from and where where you are now. Sure. Well, Atlanta In Town has been around. We're in our twenty seventh year now. Uh, our, we're in our 26th, headed into our 27th year. Uh, so we've been around. We started back in 1994 as a small uh, monthly uh, newspaper just in Virginia Highland. We were called 30306 then. Um, and so we morphed into Atlanta in town in the late 90s. And I joined uh, the staff as the editor in 2002. So I've been here for quite a number of years. And uh, we were purchased by Springs Publishing uh, in 2013. And Springs Publishing also owns and operates the reporter newspapers on the north side of town, the Buckhead Reporter, Sandy Springs, Dunwoody and Brookhaven. And we also have Atlanta Senior Life, uh, which is our uh, newspaper for active seniors. So we're part of that. We're part of that group of Springs Publishing. Excellent. So so, um, so twenty years, twenty years for for you with the pay was you know almost 20, yeah almost twenty years. So, what what is your background? What what did you do? What were you doing before before this? Before this? Well, before that, I I cut my teeth. I originally started. I, I started really young. I uh, I was given an incredible opportunity by a great journalist by the name of Nancy Rockmore, who has sadly passed on now. She was with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and she was one of the editors for the old Atlanta Weekly Sunday magazine. So she, I just, I was 16 years old, and I just wrote her and said, I want to write for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I would love to write an article for the Sunday magazine. And she said, well, do you have an idea for an article? And I did. And it happened to be, I wrote the first article for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. This is my claim to fame. I wrote the first article for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution about the effort to restore and save the Margaret Mitchell House. Ah, okay. In town. And that was in 1986. So uh, from there, uh, I did a few more pieces for the uh, Sunday, the Atlanta Weekly magazine, as it was called then. And then people took notice and I started getting other freelance gigs. And then I was hired as a reporter for the old Fayette Sun, the Sun newspapers that used to be in DeKalb and some of the counties around. Right. Um, and then I was the assistant editor for a short-lived business magazine called The Job Journal. And when that folded, uh, the executive editor for the Marriott Daily Journal and the neighbor newspapers got in touch and said, I hear you're looking for a job and would you like to come work for, for us? And so I worked for the Marriott Daily Journal and the neighbor newspapers for 10 years before I joined Atlanta in town. Okay. So how would you describe kind of the, the mission and focus of Atlanta in town? Uh, we're very, we're hyper local and we we're very eclectic, at, but we have a, we have a focus on if, if, if anyone's ever picked up or looked at Atlanta in town online, 
Uh, we cover the arts, culture, food, real estate, business, and people doing good things in the neighborhood. We cover a lot of nonprofits. We try to keep up with what the schools are doing. This year, it's been a lot about the pandemic and the uh, uh, racial injustice protest, and then now with the election. So we're pretty eclectic, and we try to cover things that are of interest and very specific to the community. And uh, that's been our mission ever since we were 30306 back in 1994, is to present stories to the community uh, that you won't read anywhere else. And that has, we have continued that mission uh, to bring those stories about people and places and businesses and organizations who are doing interesting and unique things in the community that you just won't read anywhere else, but in Atlanta and town. So uh, is there a, uh, are there geographic boundaries or are you, are you inside 285? What would you say? Well, we're you? a little tighter than that. I mean, you know, downtown, midtown, Virginia Highland, Inman Park, Grant Park, Druid Hills, Buckhead, up to, up to Buckhead, uh, and even out toward Decatur, uh, Kirkwood, Lake Clare. Uh, so just, you know, these very tight-knit in-town neighborhoods around the core of downtown, the west side and west end. So right around the core of downtown, that's really our, where our coverage is. Good. And we are, we're, we're, mail, we're mailed to homes, and we're also in boxes and racks. Um, if you go out to your coffee shop or one of your favorite shops, you might see a rack or a box there. Uh, and then we have a huge you know, a big online presence as well. People read our digital edition of the magazine and of course our website and social media, we update them many, many times a day. So Yeah, I think it's important for people to to understand where where you and what your geographic focus is and what it isn't. Sure. So so if people are watching then they're not thinking that they can pitch you a story about Cobb Cobb County or something happening out in Conyers. We get those. We get those from Quite often, actually, yeah. people being in town, and we do we do try to hold pretty close to our uh, our, our goal of, of just covering people and places and businesses and organizations that are right here in the core of the of the city. Yeah. Okay. And your uh, the website is what? Tell me the website. Atlanta is AtlantaInTownPaper.com. Okay. And then Capital. you can find, you can find us on Facebook at Atlanta In Town, on Instagram at Atlanta In Town, and then on Twitter we're ATL. ATL in town paper on Twitter. Okay. All right. So I'll, I'll add in the, into the bottom, I'll add the, the websites sure. and, and other URLs. Sure. So uh, I was like, uh, lately I've been asking the question, you know, what, how is your reporting changed because of the pandemic? Uh, and obviously you're, you're covering the pandemic, but has how you're able to work and do your job is that how has that changed well i mean it's all been done from from my home here i live in the old fourth ward and uh we i have actually not been to our office since uh late february we got the march issue out the door and then everything kind of started happening and i haven't been back to the office uh since the end of february and Everything I've done from here, of course, a lot of phone calls, a lot of Zoom, um, and a lot of emails. And so that's really how we've, we've conducted it, um, is just online. And, yeah. you know, with, with how things are looking and how things are going now, we may be doing that for uh, a while to come. Well, and, and from what I'm seeing of the, of the paper, that, that seems to be working. It does. I, I don't think we've missed a beat. We didn't produce a print issue in May 
because we just didn't think anyone would be out picking them up because that was when we were in deep in the heart of it. But we did a digital version of the May issue, which I thought went really well. And I, we had some, some of our biggest readership of that online digital issue. Uh, in May. And our advertisers stuck with us, which we were incredibly grateful for. And so we haven't, we haven't skipped a beat. We've just kept right going right through it. And yeah, I've been, I've been hearing a lot of uh, magazines that kind of skipped the, uh, skipped the print edition and just did that kind of digital format of their print edition sure. and sent it out there for exactly that reason, because people weren't out there, the offices weren't open, right. the distribution sites just weren't getting the traffic, that kind of thing. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so what are some so – you talked about kind of some of the topics that you've, you've been covering. Are there topics that you kind of have in the back of your head that you want to cover in the next couple of months? Um, well, I mean, we're going to be following the runoff in January because that is the topic on everyone's mind. We've got a little period here where they're doing the recount, uh, and then we have a little time here. But I think the, you know, the runoff, the, the lead up to that's going to be quite a whirlwind and it's going to be very interesting. So that we're also looking, uh, at more coverage of what's happening, uh, in, on the West side and down in Summerhill. Uh, and we're also, we've got our eye on what they're going to be at Pont City Market with the new expansion they just announced there, and also in Kirkwood um, with what's going on out there with Pullman Yard. So there's, there's a lot of things bubbling up. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, I think we might have said this, but you're, you're a monthly, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. So, but, but then social, on the social, you're kind of filling in those stories that, that, uh, we, if you go to our website, you will see that, you know, there's, there's something new or many things new, according to, depending on what's happening in the news every single day. So I, although our print publication is monthly, I think of us as a daily news organization because we're, we're, you know, we're often breaking news. We're doing updates when the, when all the craziness around the election just a week or so ago was going on. We were doing constant live updates, both on our website and on our social media. Um, so yeah, and we got, you know, our traffic was kind of sky high, uh, cause people were looking for some really concise information about what was happening with the, the recount and the vote tally. And, um, so yeah, people have started looking to us, especially during the pandemic and when all of the demonstrations were happening over the summer, uh, after George Floyd, um, we've just seen our traffic online just increase uh, amazingly because uh, people are looking to us for, for factual information and we are striving uh, to bring that. So, so for the print edition, you know, what, what's kind of, what's your lead time? So if you're looking at a December 1st print edition, when, when do you need story ideas, stories done? Well, stories done? I like, I like to have them several months out. I mean, we're working on the December issue right now. As a matter of fact, we go into production for that issue tomorrow morning. Uh, so I'm actually working, I've been working this weekend. And, uh, but yeah, I like to have story ideas several months in advance. If there's a breaking story, you know, we will work right up to the last minute to try to get something in the print. Um, but for the print, we also try to, since the magazine is gonna be sitting on people's coffee tables for a month, it's gonna be in racks for a month, the digital issue will be up for a month. We try to, present stories and features uh, in the magazine that kind of um, don't have such a time constraint that people can, if they've got it on the magazine, they can pick it up and see, oh, that's going to be happening 
December 23rd or that's going to be happening. So it's just something you can hang on to and constantly refer back to uh, for information about things that are happening all month long. And um, yeah. And then if you want to know what's happening right now, you go to our social media or you go to our website. All right. So, so this is, this is the hard question. I I, I gave you, gave you a heads up. So what, what is the coolest thing about you that I think people would be excited to know about? Um, well, I don't know how cool it is, but when I'm not doing this, I'm also a poet and a novelist. Um, and I've written five collections of poetry and three novels and traveled all over the world uh, doing readings and, and sitting on panels and uh, I guess lectured at Oxford University in England once. And so it's been a very interesting life away from, from being a journalist. But as I said, I've been a journalist for, a, I've been a print journalist since 1986. I think that's pretty damn cool because that's a long career these days in print journalism. And I am. And, and you're still a print journalist. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and you're still, and you're still doing it. So that's, that is, that, so that's I, pretty I good. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. that I've been able to, and, you know, work with such a great team uh, and that I'm still able to work in print journalism when things are, constantly changing in media and journalism so yeah so you're uh, you mentioned your team so i know you've got a, a, a kind of a, a cadre of uh kind of contributing writers that you work with regularly but you're you're kind of the main staff person correct uh yeah technically yes uh we you know we have a we have sales team and we also have a great uh graphic designer who helps put the issues together every month and but it's our it's it really is our contributing writers Many of us, they've been with us for years and years and years. Sally Bethay, who writes our Above the Waterline column, who used to be the Chattahoochee Riverkeeper. Uh, Melody Harkleroad, who does our uh, column on architecture. Timothy Sullivan, who writes Timmy Daddy, who's been with us for so many years. And there's just uh, Donna Lewis and Claire Ritchie, who are some of our, our general assignment contributors. So, yeah, it, we just have a really tight-knit team, and I'm so happy that they have stuck with us because I love that continuity um, that we bring every month in town. That's great. All right. So, so kind of some fun, some fun questions. So uh, I, I always like to ask, what's the last book that you, that you've read? And, and I'm going to put the caveat uh, for you that uh, it can't be one that you've written. That I've written. Uh, <laughs> well, you know what? I'm actually reading. I, you know, I would show it to you, but I, my computer is sitting on top of it right now to kind of boost it up. Uh, I'm actually right in the middle of this gigantic book called Sweet Dreams, the story of the New Romantics, which is a nonfiction book from England about the, the music scene in England in the 70s and 80s. Oh, so cool. it's right. club and punk and uh, <clears throat> Duran Duran and Sade. And so it's really fun. It's like an oral history and it's, Huge is a huge book. So I'm kind of about halfway through that now, so I, I, I feel like I've read two books uh, just working through that. But it's really good, so I highly recommend it. Okay, I hate when my, when my book club assigns a 900 page book. I, yeah, this one, I think, is about 700 pages. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, favorite uh, Atlanta restaurant? Oh gosh, that's tough. Well, I look. I'm a traditionalist. I love the Colonnade. I'm. I, I'm so happy. I love those rolls and I love the turkey and dressing and the salmon croquettes and the fried chicken. So I'm kind of old school that way. I love going to the colonnade. I'm really happy that they're back open and they're serving again and they've got their outdoor setup. So yeah, I'm a huge fan of the colonnade. All right. Favorite uh, guilty pleasure. 
um i don't know if it's guilt i mean i love to travel i'm a travel junkie i have wanderlust and uh that but i also and this is i don't think a lot of people know this i collect vintage star wars toys i know that makes me incredibly geeky (laughs) but i've i've got my original star wars toys that i kept as a kid and i just kind of slowly been adding to that collection uh, so I'm always looking at yard sales and online. and, and yeah, people... I might move that to the coolest thing about you. Oh, really? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I, love, I, love my, I love my vintage Star Wars toys. So, yeah. Did you, do you have one nearby? I've got, I, got, I, got... I don't. They're all in the other rooms. Oh, I love that. Yeah. See, all my stuff's from like 77, 78 from the original trilogy. I've, kind of, I've just kind of focused on that. All right, that, that's, that's great. That's great. All right. Um, and you said you like to travel. What's, what's your favorite uh, – Local getaway somewhere in Georgia you like to go? Uh, I love going to Savannah. I I actually was able to get away to Savannah for a weekend over the summer. I just, uh, I had a feeling my mental health was uh, crumbling a bit from sitting in this apartment uh, for so many months. Off the beaten path and socially distant. So, what is so last? Okay. So the last question is: What's your favorite kind of non-work hobby? <sighs> non-work hobby. Um, I really do. I, oh no, go ahead. I was going to say sometimes they overlap with uh, your favorite guilty pleasure. So <laughs> that's true. Uh, I you know I well I enjoy doing my own personal writing. I enjoy doing research for if I'm working on a novel or writing a short story, or I'm writing a poem. I do a lot of research uh, into that, so I do that. I'm also a big Netflix and Amazon junkie. Uh, uh, you know, I just started watching the new season of The Crown uh, that released over the weekend, so I'm already a couple episodes into that. Um, and I love, I'm a big music, I'm a huge music. Like I said, I was, I'm reading the, the book about the music in the UK, but I, I collect vinyl records also i'm a big vinyl geek so i love listening to music and uh, yeah those are my those are my pleasures all right so in terms of your poetry and your, and your writing uh, let's, let's say poetry do you have a, a a theme or something kind of something that flows through all of your work or some of your work yeah, I mean, I'm, I think, you know, anyone who's read my work and has read about me doing the work, I, I have a, a big thing for pop culture, especially pop culture in the 70s and the 80s. And so a lot of that is a through line through a lot of my work. Um, you know, going back and referencing old films and music and things that happened during that time, that's kind of a, a running theme uh, through all of my work, I think. Um, and I'm actually, I'm working on another collection right now. I'm kind of putting it together. That's going to be out in hopefully in 2023. That's what we're aiming for. Um, that, you know, it kind of has that same kind of pop culture feel about it. A lot of it is the poems were written when I was in California. Um, and so I'm calling it my Joan Didion collection because it's kind of observing pop culture and things going on in San Francisco and L.A., and uh, so a lot of that kind of waves through all these poems that I'm, I'm working on. Okay. Awesome. <clears throat> uh, excellent. Well, we've been talking with Colin Kelly, who is the editor of Atlanta in town and uh, looking forward to seeing what, what, what your, your take on the, on the runoffs in January. I think everyone's going to have uh, 
their own opinions on, on where all that's going to go. Well, Mitch, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me. I really enjoy watching your, your uh, podcast and, 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 of course, getting your newsletter, too. So thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Great. Thank you, Colin. We appreciate it. And this has been a, another edition of our Four Questions Journalist Spotlight. Uh, tune in next week. We'll have another, another segment. Until then. <laughs>